Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Welcome back to the Flowtrack Podcast. Flowtrackpodcast at gmail.com. I'm Kevin. He's Lincoln. We are recording this a day after, less than 24 hours after we saw two world records broken in Valencia, Spain. We watched it live with Paul Chalimo and reacted in real time. You guys can check that out on the site if you'd like. Uh, Lincoln, we have time now. You can get out all of your reactions that you didn't get a chance to articulate during our during our live show. Sure. Um, yesterday was exactly what they wanted to do when they organized this in, in Valencia world record day, because both races produced world records. As I told you, I was more surprised about Gade's 1406. Uh, we look at somebody who hasn't been dominant in her craft in the 5,000 and all of a sudden she's running a world record. I think for, you know, it was one of those things. It was a, uh, What's it? What is it called? A, a, not a litmus test, but a, a Rorschach or whatever that's called uh, test. You can see into it what you want to see into it. If if you are a shoe truther, if you don't like the the light wave wave light technology, well, you look at somebody like Gaudet running fourteen oh six, beating a all time great, not beating, but surpassing the record of an all time great like Tiernesh Baba, and you say it's the technology, it's the shoes. Because G'day, yeah, she's a medalist, but she's not like she wins every time out in the 5,000, far from it. And then all of a sudden she's lopping five seconds off of the world record. Um, <clears throat> that was for some, I think, a, a, an, another indication maybe that this era is just, it, it needs to be discussed as just being wholly different from the 2000s of which these records had come from. Um, I in finding myself closer to that than I ever have been. Uh, and I blame G'day for that. No, I don't blame her, but, but, uh, <laughs> uh, yesterday's meet looked like a science experiment because of the, the, the tech, the wave light technology. And I know Chep, the guy has said in the past, and I'll get into his performance. Well, the lights don't do anything for, for the runners. It's just for the viewers to see where it's at because you can't see it on the ground. I, I tend to call BS on that. I think they could see those, how consistent they were on those uh, all night long. I tend to think that they were 
helping the runners significantly. That said, they still had to run the time. I I am not as worried about the shoes. I think the shoe stuff is overblown. I'm not going to worry about any of of that. You know, what or are we going to talk about who won the U.S. Open in golf compared to the 1960s because the clubs have changed? Things change. These aren't cheater spikes. I'm t- I'm done with that. I just think the wavelight technology is. We would have seen much faster records in previous eras, in my opinion, which is fine. Um, it, or it's fine that we didn't have that, but it, we would have seen faster records, in my opinion, if the Wavelight technology had been around and they could have used it. I, I think it's a tremendous, tremendous advantage. All of that to say, last night was very, very impressive. The athletes still had to get on their two feet and run these performances. Um, I was just stunned by the 1406, not as much by the 2611. And as we all know, anyone who watched the per- watched the um, watch party last night would have known I was disappointed by the 2611 because I now owe, owe Gordon $26.17. So anyways, that that was a long-winded thing, uh, intro there. But uh, just a couple takeaways, things I noticed watching that yesterday. Well, that'll do it for our show, guys. Flowtrackpodcast yeah. at gmail.com. Thanks to Alon for producing. You ran through all the topics, Lincoln. Yeah, I know. You, you basically, right. there was like 10 times when we could have stopped there and dug in. I am going to... I'm going to push back on your your science experiment because you said you're closer now than you have been before. So let me push back. You th- throw some arguments at me and I'll tell you wh- where you're wrong here. Well, the the lights – listen, I think there's plenty of people who could have broken world records in the past. I don't know who and where. But you have the lights. It It, it takes away that mental strain to keep going – to know to okay. know where you're at when you're by yourself, it takes that point away. Look at look at Chepta guy yesterday. He ran the last five thousand by himself. Now he ran thirteen oh three. He's in, he was in incredible shape. But any time that there would have been fatigue, where maybe he got distracted, and you really have to hone in on like I've got to work a little bit harder to run sixty twos and sixty threes. Those lights were there to be like that's my marker. I know where I have to stay. You know this. Okay, hold on, hold on, hold on. okay. Let me jump in. Let me jump in. Okay, well, let's focus on Gidei because Joshua Cheptegei ran twelve fifty one on the roads in a five k, and there were no lights out there. So I think we can separate him. Um, did it help him a little bit, perhaps? Um, but l- let's look at Gidei because she did have a good big drop off in time. Yeah. She got pacing, but she got pacing from Beatrice Chepkovich, a eight forty four steepler who probably if she ran a 5k herself would be what would you say in the 1420s perhaps right sure. is that is that correct to say yeah. so she's one, one of the four or five best 5k runners in the world she got her through 3000 meters and did she yeah. get her through 3000 meters on pace because of the lights perhaps but once you're to five to go this is the same argument we had when we were talking about chapter guy breaking the 5k record before it's all out at that point. It's like foot on the gas. The pace is locked sure. in. The pace is ingrained. It's only your fitness. She's not checking you know, the lights, worrying that she's overcooking it. Now, could you make the argument that the pacing lights helped Beatrice Chepkoich be on pace early on, which then helped, obviously, the person she's pacing, G'day, stay on pace? Absolutely. But then you're talking about just an advantage that comes from having an effective pacer and you're right in terms of the spectator benefit which i don't think we should overlook here track does not do enough things 
to help spectators. And I found myself, I was looking at splits during these races and you were on live with me. So you know this. And I was like, Oh, are they on pace? Are they not? What split did they hit? Oh, okay. That's all out the window. If you're a split person like I am and like to do the math in your head, your job is now obsolete. It's been outsourced by the lights. But I don't think that's a I don't think that's a bad thing. I think track should do uh, do things that make it easier to consume the product. And it was way easier to know what was going on in this race because they had the lights out there. Yeah, it's fun. I just think it needs to. It's a it, it's a wholly different sport. I I just I look at Gade's world record. It's not gonna. It doesn't have the same reverence. And I I don't know if she would have broken it before. But it, it strikes me as one of the most irrelevant world records in the sense that who is going to be scared of Gaudet when she shows up in the Olympics in the 5,000? It's not going to be Safan Hassan. It's not going to be Helen O'Beary. I just don't think, and I don't know if it's credit to this just being a perfect atmosphere to break a world record. If it was what you said, Tiranesh Dababa's 14-11, despite the fact that it survived for 12 years, it was weak. Yeah. And maybe that's to do with the fact that there weren't a lot of attempts. But this yeah, doesn't... Not. Like- this doesn't carry any reverence when you come to the championship level. No one is scared of her because she doesn't have a kick. So to me, that tells me if a world record holder is is not striking the fear in, in her opponents, then I think she got some considerable assistance from this Wavelight technology to which no, it, to which no, a no. point. Yes. No, are you no, no. are you are means- you think is Gadea a world no, is it, she a is she a gold medal threat now or is she a gold medal favorite now? No. But she's playing to her strengths. Chalimo brought this up in the before we even started. She's a grinder. He said she doesn't have a good close, but that doesn't yeah. mean she can't hold the world record. There's nothing yeah. against thence that fact. Mo Farah's best time in the 5,000 was never near the all-time list, but he was good yeah. in those championship races. I think what, what you do, and I, I do this to a certain extent too, so I'm not just saying this is you, but we hold these old records out as these bastions of running uh, immortality that can never be touched because names like Bekele and Dababa are on there. And we don't think for a second that in 15 or 20 years, people are going to say the same thing about Cheptegei or the same thing about Gide, who, by the way, is only 22 years old. So she could develop a kick throughout her career. Is it Mm -hmm. strange that probably the third best 5,000-meter woman in the world right now is a world record holder? Yes, I'll agree with that. But... If you look, like, like I brought up to you before, look at those IWF scoring tables, and you can take them for what it's worth. But the women's 5K, as it stands, was the worst of the distance records. 1,500, steeple, 10,000, marathon. There's just not a lot of people who are running 5K time trials in this setting before. So you put that all together, and it's not, it's not surprising at all. But I just think we, we, we romanticize the past immensely. You know, We don't talk about how... Roger Bannister got had a pacer get lapped intentionally so he could pace him in the middle of the race. Right? We don't talk about that. We don't say that ruined the sport back in the 50s. But for some reason now, when we My continue to innovate, that, yeah, <laughs> yeah, shout out to Papa Shrike, who's uh, yeah. watching all the way from Springfield, Missouri. Um, we, we don't really leave any room for for not just innovation, but the idea that Oh my goodness! Could the women's world record in the five thousand improve by five seconds over the course of fourteen years? Heavens, no! There must be something wrong with that. Like that's just 
It's kind of an absurd proposition. Like track and field was supposed to end the moment that Tiranish Dababa ran her 10K or track and field was supposed to end because we've reached peak performance when Bekele ran his 10K. That's just not how human beings work. Now, if she ran 1330, obviously there's a limit to where I would go on that. But her knocking off a few seconds based on what she's done before, based on what we've seen women do in the 15, the steeple, the 10,000, and the mm. marathon is not is not surprising. Yeah. Obviously, the, the, this record is not going to last 12 years. I'm willing to – even though I don't have right. a good history with bets, I'm, will, I'm willing to wager a significant <laughs> amount of cash on that. That said, that's probably – now it's going to last for 100 years. Uh it is just strange, and maybe she becomes this, and maybe this is the beginning for her of her becoming an all-time great. We're just so used to track and field. There there doesn't seem to be any fluke world records. Now, maybe we could go back and look, but you look at the names attached to world records, it tends to be names who have dominated at the championship level as well. So for Gaudet to break it for me was like a sign like what – what is she doing with this world record? And and I know it was just one attempt. And maybe Safan Hassan could run 1355. Maybe a Helen O'Beary could as well. <clears throat> but I, it makes me wonder if we're going to start to see, to a lesser extent, track records in the distance events become more like swimming world records, where it's like they get broken several times in a year. Now, like I said, not to that extent, but if there's going to be plenty of meets if every meet besides um, the championship meets and probably some diamond leagues as well is going to have wave light technology, I, I, I think we're going to start to see more and more of this. Now you can only take so many world record cracks, but yeah. other athletes are going to want to get in on this. You know, it's Savannah San is not going to be satisfied with her one hour world record. She's going to say, I, I need this 5,000 world record from Gaudet. I can't have her running 1406 and my PB still being in the 14 teens or whatever it is. I just think we're going to start to see more cracks at it. I just think it takes a little bit of a credibility away from the 5,000 world record to me for, from the world records period that you have an athlete that's never won a gold medal. That that's doesn't seem to be the best at her craft all of a sudden is the fastest in history. It's the technology Look, just, that's that's turning this on. I just think we find a way in track and field to cast doubt on every world record, regardless of what era it is, for a variety of reasons. Mm -hmm. And some of that is well-founded based on the history of the sport. And, and some of that, again, is due to the fact that we hold these prior decades in such reverence and we think, oh man, the audacity of someone to break that. There must be something nefarious going on. Keep in mind, Chernish Dababa's 14.11 is 12 seconds faster than her second fastest time ever. Mm -hmm. These things do happen yeah. in big jumps. You're right. Hassan could go out there and break it. You, you know, you're right. Helen O'Beary could go out there and break it. That's the same thing we could say about the women's four-meter hurdles. It could get broken over and over and over again. Same thing with the men's four-meter hurdles. Events have these eras, men's marathon, where uh, one person or a group of people combined to move the sport forward and then it stops and then there's stagnation mm -hmm. for a while for a variety of reasons maybe the talent isn't there maybe the opportunities aren't there maybe the situations in lineup and then we move forward that's just the way track's been i mean i'm thinking over the past 10 years the life cycle of a lot of events has been like that i never in, a, in 10 years i never would have thought man the, the men's shot put record might be in play but here we are the men's long yeah. jump 
isn't where it was before. Remember that summer when the high jump record looked like it was going to be broken and then it, and then it never happened. You had two guys up there. Um, this just happens all the time. I think we're retrofitting the, 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 the lights and the, the shoes to, to fit a narrative. Like we don't want any other record to change. And I think that that's, that that's tough. Now, does it help, you know, a, a, a tiny bit? Does it help a little bit? Sure. But again, then we have to get into the cost benefit analysis. Is it worth not having that? Is it worth depriving the fans of, no, of that yeah. viewing experience because it's going to, because it's going to give them an advantage. And again, all the lights are doing is basically Bram Somming a rabbiting job, right? It, Bram Som mm. was always amazing, which, and he works for this wave light technology company, which is amazing. I think he just like took his DNA and injected mm. it into some light bulbs or something. And there was some weird science experiment, but like all you're doing is basically saying, what would the best possible rabbit in this situation do? And taking out the human element to pacing, but we've already introduced pacing as a viable option in record attempts. So this was this mm -hmm. was inevitable, and I, I just don't. I'm surprised, I guess, at the at the backlash to it, because again, those last five laps, I think she's just going, as Mike Smith would say, gas, 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 all the way in. I don't think she's getting much advantage at that point. I think the advantage is in setting the table and making sure that the, the pace is right, and then she's set up on the right course. But I mean, that that's still an advantage though. I mean, it's an advantage for Chepkovich when the early laps were a little bumpy <clears throat> for the lights right, to help you could regulate say, her pacing job. But, and so that's an advantage, then, even if it's on Chepkovich's back, it's still an advantage that benefits G'day. Right. But then we could go back and say, well, man, when Tiernish Dababa was running, she didn't have an 844 steepler to rabbit her at all. She didn't have any help, right? You could just keep going back. I, I just... Because it's one level removed in terms of it's helping the rabbit who's already helping the athlete, I have a more difficult time seeing uh, as it's as it's you know causing this huge problem. Again, is it worth the trade-off? This is all about trade-offs here. And I think from a viewing experience, it definitely enhances things. I just think with the shoes, it's like you know, the shoes were ruining the sport until they weren't. And I think the same thing to be with the lights. We're just seeing two athletes take advantage of it right now. But I mean, good, like a good day ran a 14, 23 when she was 20. Mm -hmm. Yeah, no, that's, that's not bad. That's, that's fast. More than what I, that's, it's still fast. I just think of how badly she got smoked last year in Doha. And it just, I don't know. It just, it's not just, it doesn't sit right to me. Not there's nothing wrong with it, but I just, I feel like I'm about Were to go. Were you mad at Dennis? I, were you mad at Dennis Cometto's world record in the marathon? Were you upset about Dennis Cometto's world record? A little bit, because I remember I had to okay. cover it at like like two something <laughs> in the morning. But that's neither here nor there. I'm just wondering, in your back of your brain, truthfully, you're not thinking a little bit like I. And I understand you're 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 a guy who likes to look at this and say this is the new era and this is what it is and let's enjoy this. Let's not take away from the sport with how much little enjoyment we already have. Thanks to people who want to discredit every performance, I guess, like myself, but in the back of your mind, you're not <laughs> looking and seeing this performance is just a little bit different than what we saw with the Baba due to the lights. And if you want to say the shoes too, I know you don't, it's different. It was run in different circumstances. So should we not look at it just a little bit different? It doesn't mean an asterisk. But no, I'm fine with that. It it's diminished Look, it, a little it, bit, I think. 
No, see, so different and diminished are two different things. Different and diminished are two different things. I'll, I'll admit that it's different, of course, because every era is different. Every era is having advantages. I mean, if we want to talk about spikes, you know, what was Dababa wearing versus a woman who was running 10 years yeah. before? There was definitely advances in shoe technology and track technology as well, too, right? So different, yes, absolutely. Diminished, no, because this is how things evolve. And, and and get better again women's women's long distance running is just going to get deeper and deeper and the deeper it gets the more of a pool you have for potential pacers which means the better pacers you're going to get which means they're going to be able to stick in longer and their records are just going to get better and better and better i mean imagine if yeah. bridget Koskai, you know in just let's just take the most recent race, right? If she if they had pacers that went much longer, so that that's going to improve too, right? That's going to be different. I mean, are we going to go back and say, hey, you know, in in Debaba's era or in Catherine Endereba's era, you know, they didn't have as many people? Sure, you you could say that, but that's that's part of the historical argument. That's why we have these these debates about which one was was worth more. But I don't I don't think it diminishes. It sure. in any way, shape, or form. I think what you're doing is saying, G'day did it, ergo, it doesn't matter as much. Whereas if Safan Hassan did it, because we've already established, okay, she's a 351, 1500 meter runner, then it's all of a sudden legit. And I don't think those are the same. I don't think that's okay. right. Yeah, I don't okay. think that's right. I think um, it's wrong, Lincoln. Yeah, I, I get you. I, I tend to, I still kind of believe that the wave light technology was a, a you know, significantly beneficial but perhaps kevin perhaps the the biggest technology that has changed the game the most the way we view this is twitter that i think that is the technology that's not getting enough blame here uh because like i said i just want to be clear on this i i'm more on the side of the the, the wave light technology being a significant benefit or help to these athletes than than the spikes i i i'm not a you know i'm not a scientist I, I didn't work on these shoes i don't know exactly what went into them but i think all that that stuff is is certainly overblown and i know i know you agree with that there because there's going to be technology changes but in in seriousness though i, th I think the, the presence of social media and twitter is what's making this a bigger deal uh well, so than, let me ask you this. than it would be let me ask you this though if if safan hassan was in this race right and she ran the yeah. exact same time that gaday ran would you say it's because of the wave light technology. It's because of the shoes. How different would your argument be knowing that yeah, this is a woman point. who ran, I mean, she ran 351 with no lights mm -hmm. in mm -hmm. Doha in the 1500. And then what did she close her last? I mean, did she close in four flat in that 10K? Yeah. yeah in the beginning did. of the championship? What would no, you say then? Point. It's a good point. Probably not to the extent that I'm criticizing this performance from G'day. Um, but isn't that fair? I mean, she's a lesser, she's lesser of an athlete. I guess she has every right to try to break a world record than, than anyone else. Um, you're you're correct. I would probably have less criticism. I, as I texted you yesterday, I think this woman's five thousand broke me towards the the wave light technology. <laughs> but it's also more nuanced than that. I still like to see it. I just think we need to yeah. look at it a little bit differently. I'm not I'm not trying to be like. Let's get rid of Mondo tracks. Let's get rid of spikes. Everybody go back to clogs and cinder tracks. Um, yeah. But I just think it needs to be addressed that th that this performance is different than what Tiranesh Dababa did. But that doesn't mean not, there shouldn't be a world record. And I know you're not. I know you're not. I, I think we're closer I'm, to agreeing than we think. 
Yeah, it's more fun to yell at each other though. This is good. No, yeah. I, all yeah. I'm saying, all I'm saying is that yeah, look at it differently, but I don't think it diminishes it. I don't think you just because there are a group of people out there who they're throwing away Kipchoge's performances because they don't count. They talk about how Kometo's the real world record holder, which is crazy. oh no, that's stupid. And, that's stupid. And, and they're doing the same thing with the wave light technology of oh this this isn't this doesn't real this doesn't count, which I think obviously is giving too much credit to the lights but also not taking into account just the general progression uh, of technology and the role that it's going to play in, in, in pacing, fine. right. In, in helping, right. In, in like all these incremental things. And we just didn't, we just didn't notice them before. We didn't talk about them before, but there's just this general improvement. I mean, if, cause I think, yeah, if Safan Hassan or Helen O'Beary ran that time, everybody would be like, whatever, but I think Gade is just low profile. And yeah. I mean, what's your opinion going to be on this next year if Gade goes and does win the 5,000 at the World Championships or does win the 10,000 at the World Championships and beats Safan Hassan? Um, I mean, she's in good shape, right? She got second in that yeah. Monaco 5,000. She lost to Obiri, but didn't – I mean, Hassan DNF'd in that race. So she's in good shape. The, this comes down to I like my world records to get gold medals before they break world records. Old. It's a little nitpicky, but listen, I – I feel like I've earned that credibility to just say, I, I need you to do something before you break a world. No, I don't know. You're right. It will change. Um, maybe my my take is poor. Um, maybe I have no shot now to invest in wavelight technology and they're not going to take my money now. I don't know. Uh, but we spent the first 30 minutes or so on this not talking about Joshua Cheptegei. Maybe we should. Well, he's in it. To, he's in it. He's maybe, part of this maybe, conversation. Yeah, 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 yeah. But – He's won medals before, so it can't quite apply. No, I. Uh, this was a another methodical run from from Chep to guy. Whatever you know, help from the lights notwithstanding, he didn't have a single lap outside of sixty three seconds, or I should say, um, sixty four or anything above. Everything was sixty three and under. And uh, I don't know. It, <clears throat> excuse me. It was quite reminiscent to me of his five thousand record, where it was just all about consistency. No, that's a hundred percent right. It just was twice the race of the five thousand. That's yeah. that was literally it. Um, obviously, it doesn't count in your mind because there was lights and shoes. So no, uh, <laughs> yeah, it was ever. I mean, right after he ran twelve thirty five, I don't think anybody said other than Gordon. I don't think he's going to break the ten k record. Yeah. Now some of us got a little carried away and said he was going to break twenty six ten, but two seconds away. Or no, if you a listen second, to 1.01 seconds away. <laughs> when Paul Chalimo was talking with us before that race started, you asked him which one was seen in higher regard, the 5,000 and 10,000 record. And didn't he say that Gebra Selassie said that he thought the five was harder? He No, Mo Farah said that the five, he thought oh, the sorry. five was harder. Yeah. Okay. Still a good source. Yeah. yeah. He's, he's better, than, better than us. Well, one takeaway I had is... is is Paul Chalimo's talking with a lot of guys. He he kept like name dropping, which I mean, you're going to have name drop abilities when you, uh, when you're Paul Chalimo and you've been around all these guys, mm -hmm. but he seems to be a chatting all these guys up. Well, when I was talking with Joshua last week, it's like, man, you're just like talking with these guys all the time. Aren't yeah. you? Yeah. He's like, I guess went up to Mo Farah in, in 2017 and was like, which record do you think you can take? Mo Farah was being honest. He'd been like, none of them. I'm about the gold medals. <laughs> I don't do records. Uh, yeah. Um, it, which is interesting because I would have thought maybe just because it's the longer distance, but 2617 always to me was mind boggling. When you look at it, the fact that when guys run fast in the 10,000 in, in 
the last few years, it's in the 2640s. It's not, so I would have thought this was the harder record, mm-hmm. but like you, like everyone else, I was confident that the 2617 would fall, and then he delivered uh, with a with a 2611, which is absurd. And I think he also, I, I feel like Chalimo said he had a conversation with somebody I don't remember as far as something that thinks it's eventually going to be in the 25s, which is yeah. disturbing. Uh, but you know, there's an argument to, to be made. Which one, which barrier will go down quicker, the women's 14 flat or or the men's 26 flat? Obviously, the women are closer now, and I think that is the record. But in our lifetimes, we're probably going to see a sub 26, two back, you know, back to back sub 13s, which is just crazy, 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 considering how long it took. Because I think there was wasn't there like some stat that it was like it had been a certain number number of years before any since anyone had even come within a second per lap of Bekele's time. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. It's obviously hard to find fast 10,000s, and the Wavelight technology is recent. Those things contributed to this. No one coming close. But uh, I left tremendously, tremendously I- impressed with, once again, how methodical he went to this and then how fa- to the fact that no one had really ever touched this before. Chep, the guy is a... Uh, Everything maybe negative I said about Gaudet is not true about Chet the guy. He's the best, and and it's by quite quite a big margin. Ergo, his record counts. We don't need to have any asterisks. Yeah, it counts there. in that book. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, yep. look, I I think I think you brought up a good point where you're like, man, there's years where we don't even see anything under twenty six fifty, and I think what this hammers home is just how many times do you see the best people get in a fast ten thousand or a fast five thousand. Right. It's so rare. So when people try to take this stuff out of context and cast aspersions on the time, it's not really honest accounting because it's not like world championships and Olympics are run under the best possible. You know, this is not swimming. They don't hop in the pool and 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 go all out in their own lane. There are tactical considerations yeah. and they are not running all out 10,000s that often, especially anymore when it's really hard to find any world-class 10,000s in the world i think right. you know 20 that time obviously is both of them are are ridiculous but when i heard that okay well they think if they think the 5000 meter world record is is gone and he's going out at 1305 pace which was the goal they're a little bit off that but if they're going out at 1305 pace then then this thing is gone so i was never never in doubt he kind of reminds me right now of kipchoge from from yeah, before where he's, sure. he's just locked in he's just locked in and there's mm-hmm. just there's no there's no vulnerabilities at, at all in him and um yeah it's obviously it's obviously fun to watch and man that the five and the ten next year are going to be pretty interesting oh absolutely because mo I, mean, Farah, th- I think mo Farah yeah. just moved back to the marathon actually he just found out kipchoge lost <laughs> Kip- <and laughs> he's going back to the marathon exactly i revise i was one of the mo go back to the track guys now i'm uh changing Changing my tune pretty quick here. Mo, get away from Joshua Cheptegei. Avoid him at all costs. Yeah, it was... Do you think... No, go, go ahead. No, I was just saying it was it was exactly what you'd expect he'd deliver after that 5,000. Yeah, yeah, ex- exactly. And that's tough when that's your expectation. I mean, he, de- he delivered, right? But he still had to go out there and, you know, run... 2611 which is 413 mm-hmm. per mile pace for 6.2 miles it's is absolutely absurd which which distance and i can assume 
we'll, we'll come to a consensus here, but which distance do you think he is um, more beatable in? Do you think it's the 5,000 or the, or the 10,000 as far as the championship level? 5,000. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that, that I think seems the, like an I easy pick. The, yeah. I think in the 10, he's got some options of how he wants to run it. And he can go hard from the gun, which would be ambitious. But if he has Kip Limo, his, his countrymen running with him, perhaps they could work together. Or he could just dawdle the first five, and then he knows that he has the fastest 5,000-meter PB in the entire field. I think the, the only way he loses if he, is if he lets it come down to a final two, three laps situation. But that would be, yeah. that'd be strange to see. Yeah, I mean, you know, he could go out in 14 flat and we'd talk about how impressive it would be if he closed in 1303, let alone going out in 1307. Now, I know championships yeah. are, are a different game, but yeah, it just feels like he has full control. I know last year um, that men's 10,000 was close. You know, he had to, he had to yeah. kick the last 100, but, it, you know, he never gave up the lead. I, I don't think it was actually as close as it maybe had seemed. I think that was good practice for him. I just wonder, it's just going to be so fascinating. I mean. On one hand, is Mo Farah going to still have the same, anywhere near the same abilities as he had in in 2017, or or you know his prime before that? And then two, does does Cheptegei just try to blow him out of the water? I don't think he's going to try to break a world record. Clearly, that would be foolish. But does he try to run 26:30 and dare anybody to go with him? Because he could go out, quote unquote, tactically in 13:25, mm-hmm. And then come home in, in 13-0, and, and I would think he's just going to smoke everyone. Now, things don't tend to play out that way in a championship level, especially when you're doubling, but um, his rec- his times being so much faster than everyone else in, in both distances, it really s- gives him the opportunity to command a race on a championship level like I don't think we've ever really seen and you look back on examples of Bekele and you think to the 2004 Olympic 5000 final okay this is what not to do and I understand you're not going to have an El Rouge level athlete or of somebody of speed in that in that 5000 but I think the proof is is in the pudding to not make it tactical at least to the extent that you would normally see so in that regard, it's how fast does he want it to be? Is it going to be all the way? I mean, it's not going to be 26-11, but is it going to be 26-20? Does he want to really ramp it up? Or does he just say, okay, these last two miles are going to be basically four-minute pace, and whoever can hang with me, good luck. Um, it, 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 it's fascinating not only to see if he can just dominate, but but how he tries to to execute that. Was it you who said this last year that the distance races are more interesting when there's a huge favorite or at least maybe not like a Mo Farah type favorite where you know that he's going to sit and kick, but like Timothy Chariot going from the gun was fun. I thought Sifan Hassan going from the gun was fun. It didn't make the last 50 meters necessarily that thrilling, but it just pulled out these amazing performances. Um, I don't know if that was you. Maybe someone. I don't think it was you. me, but that's a hundred percent correct. I mean, we feel the the absence of we felt the absence of Mofar last year in the ten thousand, um, in that that wasn't that hyped of a race. Now that was Cheptegei before he fully became Cheptegei, but certainly, yeah, it's much more interesting when you've got a king in there, right? Well, I'm just saying from a tactical perspective, right? Cheptegei people say oh it's not about the times and it's not it's about winning medals but it is it is fun when they put out a a full 10,000 meter race 
It's, it's, mm-hmm. I don't like it as much when a 10,000 meter race turns into an 800 or a 5,000 turns into a 400. I can just watch the 400 if I want to do that. So what I'm saying is the best strategy for Chepta guy is one where he makes it a 10,000 meter race, which is more fun. Same thing mm-hmm. with Sifan Hassan in the 1500. The best strategy for her in the 1500 was, or Timothy Chair in the 1500, was to make it a full 1500 meter race. And that just, I, I think it just made a, a, a interesting race, even though those ended up being blowouts. It was cool to see those two just show their dominance in full display and not wait for the final 200 to go. Do you think they should put the wave light technology in all races? And even when they're tactical, it allows the fans to see how tactical they are <laughs> and maybe they can boo them. Boo the lights over there. Uh, no, I think, uh, yeah, I don't think they should put them in, in global championships for obvious mm-hmm. reasons. I, I mean, there mm-hmm. are no, there aren't any pacers in there. So I don't think that that would yeah. be uh, useful in any way, shape or form. And then, and the idea that like, I mean, if you could pull it off, hell, do it, right? If you're willing to go after a world record in a championship race, you get the lights. That's fine. Okay. Go and do it. Yeah, yeah. Like if you can, yeah, if you like can that. run that pace, if you want to put your chips in the middle of the table and chase the light when a gold medal's on on the line, more power to you. But I, yeah, I don't think we're going to see them in in every single race. I think we're no. again to bring it back to before. I think we're we're overweighting some of the performances for the past and underweighting what we're seeing right now because we're living in it and it just gets grouped into this whole big thing. But Cheptegei and Gidey are, are special athletes and history is going to bear bear that out. Certainly it is tough though. I think a bit people, yeah, people around our age, you know, those, at least when I started to really follow the sport, the Bekele and the Tiranesh Dababas were, were so revered and so dominant mm-hmm. that it is weird now to see these youngsters come up and break break the records of of our personal heroes, Kevin. It is uh, it's tough, and you know, walking to school uphill both ways was so difficult <laughs> for me. To now see my 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 records of my childhood go down, it's it's a tough reckoning. No, I'm just kidding. But it is weird. It is a little strange to see these mm. these records go down by athletes um, that have just seemingly come on the scene. A little bit different for Cheptegei, and I get that's what you were saying because Dababa won a world title in 03, and then five years later she breaks the 5K record. Okay, yeah. that makes a little bit more sense because she's a name for five years before she gets the records. Gade just has the silver last year. She's a lot she's a lot younger, but you know the evolution of people's careers is, is different. Cheptegei, he's been on the scene for, for a couple of years now, but – you know, wasn't multiple world championship medal medalist and Olympic medalist a couple times over before he did it. But you know, there's a good chance those were the best races of their lives. And Joshua Cheptegei is in the shape of his life, and he's never yeah, going to get this opportunity to do it again. And he went and did it. And if these performances stand for the next ten years and nobody can get them, even though the shoes advance, even though the lights are now. Uh, 20 feet tall and flashing the entire time. Are we going to say, yeah, well, then are we going to say, well, good day and chapter guy did it because of the lights. What, when other people Mm -hmm. have had the same shot at it, or are we going to say, because I, I feel like that's what kind of happened with the shoes, you know, like the shoes were the shoes until we saw people have bad performances in the shoes or not even bad performances, but mediocre performances. 
Yeah, where sure. we saw people like we went to the Olympic marathon trials, and yes, we had them in the men's race, but in the women's race, you had uh, two of the top three not not wearing them. So I don't know. Yeah, I'm big on confirmation bias over here, Kevin. Uh, so we ignore <laughs> those types of facts. No, I, I don't know. I'm I, in summary. I don't care about the shoes. The shoes don't make you a good runner. The lights, though, they might. No, uh, I just think I think they take away a little bit of the the strain of of pacing. But hey, what what what, what whatever you know, Bekele, he had a good run. I mean, like, here, how many cliches oh, yeah. can I throw out? Records aren't meant to last forever. It's a different era. Um, it's true. You, we talked a little yeah. bit about Bekele's no good, very bad, horrible week. and Yeah. I mean, it was I, bad. people like me aren't going to forget how good Kenanisa Bekele was. Um, I'll let other he people competed. do that. Now, his marathon record of pulling out of – this, that, and the other, and doing this, and the, and so the so-called greatest marathon. That's obviously gonna gonna uh, change the view of a lot of people about him. But he was not a guy who chronically dropped out back in the day on in track races. He just crushed everyone um, and was a five foot three assassin. So that doesn't change my view of him in the two thousands. Now, yeah, in the last ten years, it hasn't been it hasn't been so good. But I, I you know, my memory of my my perception of him will always be. Based on what I what he did in from two thousand you know two thousand three to to two thousand eleven so uh, yeah other than that though yeah not a not a not the best week for him I'm sure it hurt more to pull out of the London race than it did to see another record go I think he's once he saw the twelve thirty five happen he probably thought well my ten ten thousand records gone anyway so um, I don't know it's it's uh I think he would recognize it's a little bit of a different era as well. So he's got eight golds and no yeah. world records now. No world records in the marquee events. Does his mm-hmm. times, when you're comparing him to Farah, do his times now just get washed into, well, he didn't have the world record, so what does it really matter? You know, second yeah, all-time versus whatever. It is, because- it is interesting how malleable our perception is of, of an athlete's career. It's like when a, when a record happened, because you did always used to say, well, he's, he's got both world records. Can't say that now. Um, yeah. I, I think to some got more gold. Legacy, I think Ferris not to me, gold. but to, yeah, 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 yeah. I think to some people, his legacy has certainly taken a hit just based on the fact that, oh, his records aren't that far off. He They can be broken, actually. But not to me. Not to me. It's still, he still has the reverence of somebody who had world records, two world records for over a decade. And uh, I, I I still, let's put some respect on, on the man's name and we'll wait till Cheptegei has compiled all those golds as well. Yeah, Farah has more golds, but Bekele is still better in my eyes than, than Mo Farah. Hmm. Interesting. I, you know, Cheptegei is, at, he's what, sitting at one. So, I mean, he's got to get at least you know, more yeah. than six, I think, to enter that, to enter that conversation in the five and 10. He's got a great opportunity coming up because now we have championships in 21. 22, 23, 24, 25. This is when he needs to eat. These next five years is when he needs to go to town if he wants to. Yep, exactly. If he wants to get in that conversation. Because you're right. The records are records are malleable. And that, that's what everybody tells you. It's just like you can't use that as a as, – as you can't use that as the cornerstone for your greatest of all time argument because pretty soon you're going to drop to seventh of all, uh, all time. You know, it might take yeah. one race and, and you get knocked down. But – 
those championship titles. Interesting. Yeah, Bekele only, if you want to split this up amongst five and 10, Bekele actually only had two 5,000 meter titles in his entire career. The other six were in the 10,000. I'm not counting cross country, obviously. Yeah, I think he won a billion titles in cross country, but that's also when they had the short distance or the, you know, the mm-hmm. whatever it was, like the 4K as well. Um, yeah. Yeah, 5,000 was 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 tough to tough to win there for a little bit um, between um, El Garouge and I, I don't know who else was on the scene there for for a while, but it, it's not you look at his Tillstapaja page and it's very, very gold. It's a thick gold bar, but then you realize there mm-hmm. are a lot of cross country titles in there. But you know, Cheptegei will have a shot at least in the in the long races because that's all there is now. How many titles? Let's see. Does does Bekele, He's got one, two, three, four, five. Okay, he's got a lot of cross country titles as well. He was the king of the short, the short cross country gold and the long cross country gold for there there for a while. They don't have the short, like I said. But you know, Cheptegei will try to catch up in that regard too. He is a runner of the mold. He may even have a more diverse skill set than than Bekele because he's already doing the doing road stuff as well. It's, it's pretty crazy. Uh, he's going to try to trump the careers. Uh, I think eventually of both Kennedy Sabakele and Elliot Kipchoge, if possible, he's got a ways to go for both, but, uh, these world records sure are a nice start. And now he's going to take on the, the world half title. And mm. if he loses in the world half, he's, he's washed. So, I mean, that's just basically <laughs> my expectations. So no, I'm kidding. Uh, he's, he's a, also has, Tennis to Bob, I was gonna say, also has eight golds. So interesting, interesting. Because well, there's a chance now, like we're talking about these next five years, there's a chance, obviously, in, in the five and ten there, for for ten golds, and we'll see if do they get split up? Does does one person uh, dominate? Because you start getting some doubles there, and your 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 total adds up real quick because mm-hmm. that's how math works. Mm-hmm. Maybe Bekele will come back to the track. He's like the same age as Mo Farah. Maybe he's like, do I still got it? And he comes out yeah. and runs 28 flat. Oh, crap. I don't have it anymore. I don't know if you listened to the – did you listen to the preview podcast that Gordon and I did? Probably not. But I like, didn't. No. Yeah. I was clamoring in this woman's five for a deeper field because then we could have got some of these questions answered of how fast could Stefan Hassan do because this year yeah. women's five has been great between – Obiri, Hassan doing the one-hour stuff. Tirop was right with Obiri, Schweizer, and Houlihan. Yeah, you don't even need you don't. Yeah, Ayana would be great. You know, Dababa would be great. But you could you could put five other people out there who have put times up this year in the fourteen twenties, and just said go for it, and that would have been an awesome, yeah. an awesome battle. I and mean, you you really could have tested it. I mean, you would have. Yeah, but the problem is seriously. But- those athletes are, I mean, as you know, are not part of this in-in group, and I think that's a significant player here. It's got to—you got to get a corporate sponsor. So the Bowerman yeah, yeah. athletes—they need to be Bowerman presented by Virgin Airlines or something, and Virgin will pay for these these huge expenditures, right? I, I there's a huge advantage for this this group of in, of in-in athletes, and uh, that's why you didn't see, I think, any Helen O'Beary or Safan Hassan. Uh, they're not part of that that group, so they they need to get on it and figure out how they're going to try to, if, if records are important to them, which I assume they are, are, are going to happen, because I think on the women's side, you see somebody like Gaudet break a world record, and suddenly, for Helen O'Beary, if you didn't know already, uh, I've, I can run a world record, and same, obviously, was Safan Hassan, which we all knew, so uh, I'm fascinated to see how these other women that are near her are, are 
you know, have beaten her in the past respond if they do, if they have that opportunity. Cause we know these record opportunities are, are few and far between. It's tough to get all this organized. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Speaking of Bowerman, that made me think about that fast, crazy race, the 1423 yeah. race for Houlihan and then the 1426. Um, didn't they got through? They got through three thousand with a pacer, right? Am I remembering that correctly? Was it Quigley who got them through three k? I'll look up. Sounds right. It's funny. It's funny to think how low tech that was in comparison to to this. It was like at a high school with just a teammate pacing and no technol no wave light technology and no no hype to the extent of this. It had a full marketing arm behind it. Uh, and uh, okay, yeah. So I don't know. So Quig. Quigley, Hall, Cranny, yeah, Frericks. They had a group there through 3,000. And then uh, Cranny got to 3,400. If I'm remembering this right, she got to the maybe uh, 100 or 200 past that. She like left Shelby with just over okay. 1,200 to go. So mm. would the lights have helped there? Do you think Shelby Houlihan with – 1200 yes. to go would have yes. been impacted by life. You think she would, you don't think she was just going all out at that point with 1200. The pacing no, was perfect. You're, you're, you want me to read the split for you? discussed before. I, I, I no, I, I think 69, I 70, think, 70, 70, 70, 70, 70, 69. Mm-hmm. Those were, yeah. those were cranny splits with no lights. How would that have been any different if she had lights? But you, you can't think, get more perfect than think, that. You think a day is 17 seconds better than Shelby Houlihan in the, in the 5,000. I think you crank it up a little bit more. They're going to run in the 14 teens and you have, you have, if you have Beatrice. Oh, yes, yes. They could, yeah, they could have gone faster. Yeah. They, 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 they could have gone faster, but the plan was just at that. Like if they locked her in at, at 68s, maybe she could have done it. But what I'm saying is mm-hmm. they executed the plan that they had without yeah. lights and they're yeah. benefiting from having, they're benefiting from being in a group where you have 10 women who are ridiculously fast. That's yeah. what I'm saying. Yeah. I don't and know. I don't think I, with 1200 to go having the light matters. I don't think with 1200 to go after you've run a series of 69s and 70s, I think you are locked in. You're not looking down at lights. You are just going as hard as you can to finish 5,000. Well, uh, let me put on my conspiracy hat. Maybe these lights are actually mm-hmm. lasers that target your hamstrings. <laughs> And brush out some lactic acid. What do you think about that? Respond. Finally, someone has the courage to bring that up. Yeah, I just, I just think there's advantages advantages here as well too. I mean, if you want to play that, will the Tiernish Baba? Will the Tiernish Baba in 2008 have a team of women that were running 70 seconds with her through through 3,400 meters? No, of course not. Of course yeah. not. She had to do three and a half laps by herself at the end, and she had a teammate on her. She had a teammate there as well, too. Mm-hmm. So okay, okay. I, I don't expect to convince you. I think the only thing that's going to convince you is time. So I'll check in with you in a year, two years, depending on what the record is and what Gade has done. And I'm sure we'll both contort our arguments that confirm our prior viewpoints. Mm. See, Do you think that this just, proves all I, wrong. <laughs> Last series, last series question. I mean, are, are the lights are they going to become more prevalent? Or are we just going to continue to see them at these types of settings? Like, is this going to be at every major event that we're going to? Because these have really 
exploded obviously this year we maybe saw them a little bit last year but now they're really really becoming a big thing like is this every diamond league's going to have these like is what do you think as far as where where do these lights go next and these lights go back in the box, maybe in the attic next to the Christmas lights where everybody keeps their stuff in the off season. And then after that, I think, I think we will see them in most diamond leagues, but I mean, are they going to put them in a race when the goal time is 1305 for the men? Like the 5,000, the goal was 1305. Like maybe wow. just to help the Pacers. Just, yeah. So I think we'll, I think we'll see them at diamond leagues. I mean, if there's record attempts, ob- obviously, um, but I do think if there's someone going for a national record, right, in front of their home crowd, it, it and they're watching it, it's going to help them them view it. I don't know. What do you think? You, you do you not think that they're going to do it? You know, say they want a say the pre classic next year wants the men's ten thousand at twenty seven flat pace. Do you think they'll have the lights go twenty seven? flat just to help the pacer out no i I don't i don't think see i'm just trying to figure out maybe we're just being too you know single-minded about this like there's got to be a way to incorporate them because yeah it's not going to be everyone like hey guys we have the lights so i know you wanted this to be more tactical but we're going to need you to try to break a world record every time out no i can't like obviously can't be like that but it also doesn't make sense for this company to really start to yeah, I'm just yeah, saying. Anytime, I, anytime there's pacers, they're going to put the lights. That if they have them, and maybe they do it for like Manahan. The Gordon's favorite meet record. Maybe they dial it up for a meet record every time, so we can like say like, this is the fastest mile that's ever been at the pre classic. So this is 3:47 pace. I don't know. Mm-hmm. I just don't believe that the this company's developing this, and obviously it's not just track and field. I assume that this wave light technology is 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 building products for but i just don't believe that it's just gonna be like oh one or two meets a year we're gonna have a world record attempt and we'll be able to utilize the lights i think they're gonna find creative ways to incorporate them that don't aren't just dependent on world records um yeah we saw that already didn't we see that with uh didn't they have them in doha there was one where the the lights got the win i remember and it wasn't a world record attempt it was yeah it was just like season best for the light it was a, uh, you know, maybe it was a European record or an Aussie record or something. I don't know. I'm I'm forgetting. Maybe it was just a meet record. I mean, it would I just be think cool. in the sprints, it'd be cool in the sprints if they if they were like, all right, here's the hundred. We know no one's gonna run nine fifty eight, but we're gonna have the lights go nine fifty eight pace. Yeah, like yeah, that would be yeah. cool. I I think I would that, watch that, and it would just go away, and it would, you know, as soon as it crossed the finish line, it would it would turn off, and so no one would. It'd be like a little sidebar. Be like, did the lights, you know the lights did you see the light at all and it's like no i was running 975 i didn't see the lights of course i don't know i just think there's more ways to do this to me that would ruin the integrity of sprinting because everybody knows the one thing keeping people from breaking usain bolt's time is they just don't know how to pace the hundred very well yeah and the light yeah i i think the more i think about this though i just believe that anytime there's going to be pacers they're going to be lights because then they don't need to worry about everything going wrong and they don't need to worry mm. about people complaining. Hey, I went to this meet to run this time. Why did I not get this time? Oh, it's because c- there's been some really bad rabbiting. So they're going to put it yeah. as much as they can in races where there's rabbit. So even if it's you're going after the Olympic standard or or world standard or like a just a hey, we want this race to be fast. We want this to be a 335 race. They'll they'll put the lights there so that the rabbit can make sure they don't go out in 52. That's what I think. Mm. Okay. I don't know. Not reporting. Not reporting. Um, well, we gotta get Bram Som on the pod. Let's get Bram Som yeah. to hear what he said. Yeah, 
Yeah, we do. We definitely need to to figure this out. Um, maybe we need lights across the top of our screen here to tell us to tell me when to stop talking. Uh, I guess that'll that'll do it for us today. Email the podcast. I'm sure there's a lot of people who just hated every single take I had today. Email the podcast, flowtrackpodcast at gmail dot <laughs> Hopefully, we don't get angry email from uh, from the new women's five thousand meter record holder about about my. Um, perception of her I record. Uh, I believe in you. Yeah. All right. We will. Uh, we'll see you tomorrow uh, for more incredible takes. <laughs>